Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. You know success when you see it, or you think you do, the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash Enterprise Data to learn more. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. What do the corset? Oscar Wilde's portrait and Mike Tyson's tattoo have in common? They were all subjects of intellectual property lawsuits. The history of intellectual property reflects the history of law, sociology, science, technology, media, and even horticulture. Joining us to talk about new book, A History of Intellectual Property in 50 Objects, is Dr. Cloudy Optenkamp, a senior lecturer in film at the Center for Intellectual Property Policy and Management at Bournemouth University. So, Cloudy, why did you choose these 50 objects in particular to represent the history of IP? Right. Great question, June. Hi. Um, well, as editors, we we commissioned chapters to, to the authors that, you know, we approach for their specific expertise. And so sometimes we proposed the objects. At other times, it, it was them. But we needed all of these objects to demonstrate uh, a few things. So highlight the actual object, talk about the object's IP story, and then more importantly, perhaps, show its larger societal story and, and why that uh, possibly still matters today. And so certain objects were, were clear from the very beginning, right? So the, the light bulb, the Barbie doll, the Lego block, they're just such great everyday objects that have interesting IP stories with, with lingering meaning. But we also had uh, categories that were clear from the beginning. So we knew we wanted to have objects that had to do with the relationship between music and intellectual property, for instance. And we ended up expressing um, that through the, the player piano roll, the audio tape cassette, and the CD. Uh, we also have other categories, such as women's history or luxury items. Um, I, I'd say that overall it was this large puzzle for a long time in which we didn't only try to balance the objects 
with their contributors, but also with a certain geographical diversity and, and for instance, also a more or less fair representation of the different uh, IP regimes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, this story could also be told through 50 other objects, and that's one of the main reasons why we have called this book uh, a history and not the history of okay. IP. Let's discuss a few of the objects. Sure. So let's start with Oscar Wilde portrait number 18, a case that made its way to the Supreme Court. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that. So um, I, I think that a lot of people might actually be familiar with this portrait, but they might not realize that there is an IP um, story connected to it. Uh, so this image was part of a series, and it was taken by um, a photographer um, in, in New York, uh, Napoleon Cerrone, in, in 1882. Um, and the pictures were distributed uh, as trade cards before Oscar Wilde would arrive in the U.S. Um, when he would do a, a lecture tour. But then the Burrage Isles uh, Lithographic Company used one of these pictures, this number 18, for a hat advertisement. And and the funny detail, I think, here, uh, of course, is that Wilde isn't even wearing a hat in, in any of these images. So we can start to see the larger sort of celebrity cultists um, that we're very familiar with uh, today. Cerrone then filed a copyright infringement case against this company, and the case, as you said, went all the way to the Supreme Court, where it was decided to extend copyright protection to photography, which which wasn't the case before. And this was, of course, a landmark decision as uh, a, a photograph became sort of the same as a, as a novel. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, the Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business, demands. At the Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how the Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? 
You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. So going forward, about 120 years, we have Mike Tyson's yeah. facial tattoo. An exact mm-hmm. copy of it was used on the face of actor Ed Helms in Hangover 2. And, exactly. And actually, Tyson's tattoo artist had copied it from the Maori people of New England. This is just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's really interesting that you've picked up on this specific entry because this has been happening quite a bit since, since the book um, uh, has come out. So it's really interesting. Um, this is, of course, a very unique uh, object, but it's it's also one of the entries in the book that, that sort of questions what an object even is in the context of what we've tried to do. Um, so, so a little bit of backstory perhaps here. The book has somewhat of an Australian origin and we wanted it to reflect that. So uh, uh, 10 contributors or so, um, um, you know, are part of Swinburne uh, University where uh, my co-editor Dan Hunter is um, the dean of the law school. But the theme of Down Under is also reflected in the objects, right? So we have the Wi-Fi router, the polymer banknote, the Qantas sky badge, which are all Australian but we also wanted this this theme of traditional knowledge in the book, and that's where the chapter on, on Mike Tyson's tattoo comes in, because it specifically speaks to that topic of cultural appropriation. So Tyson's tattoo artist, he sued Warner Brothers for using uh, the tattoo in the film The Hangover 2, which then started this incredibly interesting and, and sort of intertwined story of claims of ownership that involved tattoo artists in New Zealand, uh, but also in the Pacific Northwest region, because they all debated whether this particular tattoo was actually Maori or, or tribal. But The Hangover, as a franchise, of course, is one of the highest grossing R-rated comedies ever made, so this was potentially worth a lot of money. And Warner almost uh, digitally removed the tattoo from every frame of the film before um, it would be released on, on home video. Um, but eventually uh, the case got settled um, out of court. Now, um, just a few minutes here, but an interesting object Mm -hmm. is also the iconic Chanel 2.55, is that how you say it, handbag? Because, as you say, Coco Chanel wasn't so concerned about knockoffs, but Chanel today certainly is. Absolutely. The purse, the 255, which is named that way, by the way, for um, its release date of February 1955, is, is both this highly coveted luxury item, but simultaneously one of the most copied ones. And this sort of interestingly reflects the history of, of the company. So she herself, Coco Chanel, released uh, sketches of her works ahead of shows, and she wanted people who couldn't afford her items to, to actually buy imitations, which she saw as the highest form of flattery. So as long as they thought of Chanel, she, she was happy. But of course, the, the current house of Chanel tries to do everything they can uh, to stop the proliferation of, of counterfeit goods, right? Um, and I promised myself if, if the book does really well, 
um, I've decided I, I will get myself a real one as a, <laughs> as a present. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What do they run nowadays? It depends on it depends on the material that you're buying, but I would say like maybe five six thousand dollars. Well, you have some really fascinating pictures in the book, and also there are pictures of Bridget right. Bardot with this, and all the different historical yeah. figures as well as celebrities that have that have uh, had that bag. I would like one too, but Absolutely. I don't think it's coming my way. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cloudy. It's a fascinating book. It's called the A History of Intellectual Property in Fifty Objects. That was Cloudy Optenkamp, senior lecturer in film at the Center for Intellectual Property Policy and Management at Bournemouth University. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel. It's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.